1: On today's news, Brody Lee Jr. is all elite.
0: Brody Lee's wife issues a statement regarding those COVID 19 rumours. An update on a variety of roles that Sting will be doing in AEW. Christmas SmackDown brings in the highest rating
1: of the year. Crazy. And Orton versus Wyatt set again for the Royal Rumble this is the news time welcome to the news my name is phil chambers over there on one side is andrew pollard and the first story of today Brody lee jr has been signed to all elite wrestling uh tony Schiavone was talking about this on the what happened when podcast and i've got a little quote from it that i'm just going to read out because it's quite nice So he said that knowing that Brody was very sick and knowing it was holiday time and I guess knowing that it was going to be very difficult for him to kick out, they brought little Brody to TV and wrestling is his life. They made him a member of the Dark Order, they put a mask on him, they signed him to a contract, they legitimately signed him to a contract and when he gets of age he will be with AEW. So this is obviously just another nice touch from AEW. Uh, he beat Kenny Omega as well, didn't he? Like in some yeah. kind of dark match, made him tap out and became the AEW champion. Uh, he's obviously been a member of the Dark Order, becoming minus one, um, and now they've got the big uh, Brody Lee tribute episode that's on AEW tonight. And yeah, they're topping it all off with signing his eight-year-old son to a contract, and when he when he grows up, he will be a member of AEW. Yeah,
0: it's, it's it's a it's a nice touch, the sort of thing that I, I think. Obviously, this is a, a completely you not know, a tragedy, but the way AEW has handled themselves with, with this and the the, the gestures they, they've made, and yeah, they, they've handled it in a really nice, uh, poignant way. And yeah, what Brody Lee, Lee Jr. is yeah. is let's see how that. I don't know. Let's skip ahead ten years, fifteen years, because what eight years old? So yeah, let's see how that plays out down the line. If if he chooses to follow in his father's footsteps uh, and, and enter the wrestling business as Tony Schiavone says that the the kid is a wrestling nut so who knows and and yeah it's it's a a nice gesture from AEW, really nice from from Tony Khan there and uh, yeah just see how this one goes and and see I mean if if Negative One makes an appearance uh, tonight on Dynamite which I mean it's going to be a tough watch, it's going to be an emotional watch and I think if that would be the the, yeah not a dry eye in the house sort of thing if if we see uh, Brody Jr there. Um, Yeah definitely. Yeah, uh, sticking with the the topic of Brody Lee uh, um, and John Huber, his his wife, Amanda, has had to come out um, and we were talking off air, it baffles me that she's had to do this, um, that she's had to come out and make another statement about her husband's passing. So she's had to take time out from mourning the death of her husband. To, uh, to, to make another statement which just backs up what she said originally. Well, obviously, when, when we found out the news that, that John Huber had passed away, uh, that news broke over the weekend. We, we heard from his wife how it was a, a non-COVID-19 related lung issue. Um, but for some reason, that wasn't good enough for people, and some people kind of kept pushing and pushing that it, it must be COVID nineteen. Despite his, his his wife, his widow now uh, making that statement that had nothing to do with COVID. Dave Meltzer came out as well yesterday, or uh, the day before, to to back that up as well and say like, yeah, there was COVID was not an issue in any of this. That Brody Lee was was tested regularly. For, well, every AEW taping he was at, he was tested. He was tested for COVID during his stay in hospital, which we, we now know was was going back to October he's been in the hospital for two months. Uh, and it, again, his wife's had to come out and address this and say that COVID was not a part of this. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's awful, it's horrible. It's it's so not cool. Um, and in particular, uh, his I mean, it, Amanda doesn't name him by name, but it's uh, Bruce Mitchell at the PW Torch uh, has wrote a column questioning uh, the transparency of, of all of this and how people maybe should have been made aware of what was going on with John Huber Back as it was happening in real time, Um and he was maybe questioning whether there was COVID involved. And it's just whether you think that or not, who's it to, to come out and say to, 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 to say this that people needed to know this information, people needed to know what was going on with John Huber with Brody Lee for the whole time that he was he was ill, and ultimately, obviously, passed away. It's it's not our business. It's not our business. We're this is down to the family to tell the public as much or as little as they want to tell the public as and when they see fit um this is a family that's grieving it's it's a wrestling world that's grieving and yeah obviously on the back of this way keller's come out and and uh yeah bruce mitchell has been let go by the pw torch after 30 years of service right in there and, and doing podcasts there um as a former torch subscriber myself it was he, he was he was interesting to listen to at times i didn't always agree with his, his views and and i just think the the call to write this sort of article to to throw these sort of questions at such uh, immediate so immediately after this tragic event it's just like what right do you have um, none at all um and hopefully this is this is it now for the Hoover family they can they're allowed to to grieve this is the woman who's been grieving and it's just like yeah it's it's horrendous that she's had to come out and make the statement but make the statement she has
1: yeah absolutely anything that forces a grieving widow to come out and make a big public statement denying your own article proves that you're definitely in the wrong on this and it was a really really bad call um but good on way keller for stepping up and doing yeah. something about it they've taken the article down obviously from the uh from the torch website and yeah hopefully like you say we can just move on let the family grieve absolutely none of our business what they do with their own um uh health choices decisions what, what they let the public know it's a public it's a private family matter and it should always sort of stay that way in my opinion um still a bunch of nice tributes as well coming out about Brody lee Just so many out there it's absolutely incredible uh, natalia's changing the name of her uh, spinning clothes line in honor of him uh impact started with it it's tuesday you know what that means it's like there's and there's loads and loads of more stories out there on social media Uh, 100% go and give them them all a little read because it just proves what a great guy he was. Uh, But yeah, moving over, Sting in AEW. Jim Ross has been talking about him on his Grilling JR podcast, talking about what roles specifically, well, not specifically, but what roles he will be doing in uh, AEW. And I've got another quote from that, so I'm just going to read that too. So he said, what's really going on is that Tony Khan reached out and he hired Sting to a multi-year deal. He's going to have a variety of roles. I don't know what they are exactly, but they will be in a creative capacity where he's a character on television. There's a lot of ways to be a character on TV that's been accepted by the audience nowadays that doesn't include wrestling a match every week. So, speculation time. What roles do you want to see Sting in in AEW? Uh I think everyone kind of wants the Darby Allen kind of manager thing and it does seem like they're going that way with the sort of going against Team Taz and things. But in the long run, I, I kind of want the Sting versus Cody match because I just think Cody would be the perfect guy to put Sting in, even if it's a, a sort of final match kind of situation. What about you?
0: Uh, AW World Champ. That's it. All or nothing. <laughs> <moment. laughs> no, um, wrestling every week. Damn it. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, as a, as a as somebody who grew up as a stinger, a little stinger as a kid watching WCW on ITV uh, back in the day. at silly o'clock in the morning. On I like, remember that. Like <laughs> three or four in the morning, like on on a Monday night, Tuesday morning, and it was yeah, yeah. Um, aging myself there totally. But yeah, I, a huge Sting <laughs> fan for as long as I've been a wrestling fan, pretty much. Um, but that said, I. I I don't know myself, and Nicholas would talk about this on uh, last week. Uh, where the, the thought of seeing Sting wrestlers, like, oh my God, awesome, it's Sting. And then the other thought of seeing Sting wrestlers, I don't really want to see it, just because yeah. of obviously the the neck injuries and the, and the fact that he well he announced officially he went into retirement at the 2016 Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, but I mean, if it can be done safely, if it if it can be done sparingly, um, sporadically, um, one or two matches sort of thing, just like you said, maybe that Cody match is the the final bookend. Um, I, we, we saw Sting talk was it last week um, about how the reason he came to All elite is is kind of basically because Dusty gave him his big break in WCW and decided to, to put the color on him on the tights and and start having start working main events with Ric Flair and then that's what propelled Sting obviously to the legendary status that he'd go yeah. on to achieve over the years so yeah that Cody match seems like it would be good and I think Cody it'd be a good style for Sting to work because he's very fundamentally sound he's not overly flashy it's not like Sting's got to, to be catching people all over the place it's just you can have a, tr- a more of a traditional wrestling match with, with Cody um, yeah. but yeah I, I, to me I think the long-term future you look at Sting as maybe some sort of authority figure um, as as a a general manager maybe but then that throws up the questions of what do we really want from authority figures in wrestling these days Uh, or or maybe we just we've got that sour taste in our mouth because of what we see with WWE over the last decade or two where it's just like oh not another McMahon please (laughs) Jesus. Um, So yeah it'll be interesting to see what's next for Stinger um, and what the uh, the only thing for sure about Sting is nothing's for sure. So yeah, yeah. let's see what these various roles are. Yeah, um, let us know
1: in the comments as well down below what you yeah. want Sting's role in AEW to be.
0: Yeah, I, I totally want the Stinger Stinger, the, the Stinger, the, the surface thing back. That's it. I, I want the neon <laughs> baby. I, I want the, 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 the little cropped hair. Um but switching gears over from AEW to WWE and we kind of like mocked it yesterday where who would be watching Smackdown on Christmas I, I didn't I'm for the first time in a long time I, I missed Smackdown because it was Christmas Day and I think a lot of us thought that the ratings would be in the toilet because it's Christmas Day um, but instead Smackdown actually drew its uh, highest rating of the year of 2020 not just that its highest rating since the premiere episode on Fox back in October 2019 um, now the number itself this is where I stare at my screen and find it was three. million viewers on average the two hour broadcast of SmackDown. In the all important demographic of the 18 to 49 year olds, it was a 0.96 rating. So uh, like I said, these are the highest figures for SmackDown of 2020, um, which is nuts to think that. I mean, they they announced, they hyped it up. They announced three big title matches. There was Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens in a steel cage. There was Big E challenging Sami Zayn. Obviously Big E won the Intercontinental title. And then there was the, uh, the, the women's title match, uh, women's tag team titles being defended yeah. as well. So they hyped this up. But I think the seemingly that the big reason for this rating is that what came before SmackDown um, in the US there was the NFL game of the New Orleans Saints versus the Minnesota Vikings, which was the most watched Christmas football game since 2016. And it just seems that a lot of those people stuck around and checked out SmackDown. And if you WWE, you're hoping that those same people come in for this Friday's episode, which would be New Year's Day, of course. Um, and just to compare this to how SmackDown's been over the year, the average for a SmackDown episode in 2020 is just over, well, just shy of 2.2 million people, uh, 2.2 million viewers. Uh, and so this figure of 3.3 million, obviously uh, dwarfs that 50% increase essentially. So yeah, interesting to see how SmackDown goes from here and how many people stick around for for more blue brand action.
1: Yeah, totally, I love this as well, because the show that they put out on, on, on Christmas day was a really bloody good wrestling show as well. And the keyword there being a wrestling show, like it was very wrestling heavy. And hardly any of the sort of um, storyline stuff from WWE, it was like they knew that that lead in was going to be massive. So they kicked it off with Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns in a, a cage match straight away. No talking. Why don't they do this more often? Like you've got people at the beginning, grab them from the beginning and just carry them through the show. It had Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso on it as well. It was yeah. just a really, really good wrestling show. And so hopefully... WWE see that, that oh, these wrestling shows can work. We don't need all this other nonsense surrounding everything. So hopefully, yeah, we can move forward with so, that as the blueprint for SmackDown.
0: Fancy that, that, like people end up watching a wrestling show and then they see wrestling on it and they like what they see. Crazy. Yeah, that, they what, my, why don't you expect wrestling for a wrestling show? Crazy stuff. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> uh,
1: finally, speaking of madness in wrestling uh, we've got <laughs> a final little bit of speculation now this is coming from ringside news so take it with a big big pinch of ringside news uh, but they are uh, saying that they have heard about matches for the royal rumble and one of them being set is randy orton versus bray wyatt or the fiend in another big gimmick match now they didn't mention what the gimmick match is but when they're first match of randy orton versus the fiend was an inferno match i'm not quite sure how they up the stakes to something higher than that without going to another uh, house of horrors or something like that no, no don't mention it please no uh so yeah what gimmick match do you want to see personally three stages of hell wcw cage thing with the three cages on top of each other with like the bottom just being a normal match and then the middle one being the Firefly Funhouse set and then the top one just being like barbed wire and fire and stuff
0: you probably thought about this as well that's crazy <laughs> um I, if we get David Arquette running I am I'm all over that. that that's fire <laughs> me I or even David David Arquette as a puppet in there somewhere yeah it's like I, I don't know what you like Alexa Bliss on a pole match I'm thinking that <laughs> now I'm thinking of like bad WCW ideas so I'm thinking of like Judy Bagwell on a on a forklift of yeah. Viagra on a pole of Tan Gabbit with a knife uh, chasing people around. It's um, nah, I WPW don't It went bad. <laughs> oh, it's it's like still such a guilty pleasure that like final year. It's uh, but yeah, I, I find myself going back and watching that far too often. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like you, well, you the thought one would the thought and rightly so that how would you top that in terms of. Just being a bit odd and and nuts. How do you top that House of Horrors match they had in what 2017 Payback? Yeah. So then we get the the Firefly Inferno match, and it's I, I don't know, I don't know. It's like you've set a dude on fire on pay per view. You've it's like how do you top that? And like we're not yeah, talking the typical like
1: levels of escalation in wrestling. Yeah, it's like just setting it's, someone even, on fire is generally right up there.
0: It, it's not even like in a way where it's like oh, it's Kane with his arm on fire and there's some plastic there you can see, but you get the visual, but you know he's okay. It's like, and obviously we know that Bray Wyatt is okay, but it's like, it's not even just like that little flame. It's just like, okay, the dude's jacket went up at first and then he's just, he gets torched in the ring. Yeah, it's, I don't know how you top that in terms of, with a creative license for WWE storytelling, I, 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 we're supposed to believe. Well, the, the story is that this dude was set on fire and left to burn to a crisp in the middle of a ring. Um, the electric chair match. That oh my that god, thing. Abby! If yeah, we'll bringing back the of... BCW gimmick, please, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess that what Chamber of Horrors, whatever that was called. Um, you got spin the wheel, make the deal, which they obviously used with um, yeah. uh, with Halloween Havoc NXT. Coal Miner's Glove. That was that was horrendous with Jake the Snake and and Sting back in the day. I I honestly don't know how you could possibly top the, the what they did in terms of insanity. Um, Maybe that's it. Maybe it's all a swerve, bro. Speaking of, of WCW, maybe it's all a swerve, bro. And instead, it's actually going to just be the, the greatest, greatest wrestling, wrestling ever match. match ever. 2. Exactly. What, two? Yes, yes, dude. You're on my wavelength on that. But yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the insanity is that they've gone that far that they have to go back to basics. Um, that the fiend is going to have a straight wrestling match. Yeah, I. I'd be there I for that. <laughs> but Dallas is involved. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of like ways you can. I, I honestly don't know how you can just for sheer insanity how you can top a dude being set on fire to enter pay per view. So if uh, ringside news is to be believed, with yeah. I think I think we could all predict that there was going to be a Bray Wyatt and, and Randy Orton match at the Royal Rumble, and we could yeah. probably all agree that it had to be something. A little bit out there to top what they've done. So, this exclusive um, with no stipulation uh, named, yeah, it's like, okay, cool. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think you've sold me totally now, Phil. I, I want the the, the three stages. Oh, maybe it's like a, a three stages of hell, even. Not necessarily the, the Triple Cage, but maybe yeah. it's a three stages of hell. Absolutely. Uh, I do a, like that. Yeah, Allah Austin and Triple H are the yeah. banger of one of those back in what, 2002, one? Yeah, Um love that I don't know but uh, i'm going I'm, I'm sticking with judy bagwell on, on a forklift that's where i'm gonna that's the, the hell i'm gonna die on yeah that or that by agronopol
1: <laughs> excellent well let us know which of those matches you would prefer in the comments down below uh but you can also follow us on twitter you can follow me at philmychambers and you can follow andrew
0: at cultured left pack. I had to think then for
1: a second. <laughs> you can follow all of us at What Culture WWE. Make sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video, like I said, comment down below what you thought of all of today's news stories, and most importantly, have yourselves a bloody good day.
0: I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President, and this is Crunchyroll Presents the Anime Effect.
1: what you're gonna say and I'll circle back you can listen to Crunchyroll presents the anime effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video
0: episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout let's hear that one more time